The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right, man. A brand new show. Brand new intro. I'm liking yeah. it. What's going on? Fucking depressed. I know. What's I know going you know on. I know you're depressed? How do I know you're depressed? Uh, I can't make the ice jingle. Yeah, well, because you got ice <laughs> and a glass of bourbon. That's I don't see that very often from you. So no, I know. Uh, yeah, so we'll get we'll get into this. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Fucking, let's let's yeah, let's do that. Bank. Fucking New York. Fucking New York. All right. So anyway, um, I just want to remind everyone because this is a brand new thing for us, right? So uh, we are now. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're now airing every single Tuesday morning. So the gun experiment will air on the second and fourth Tuesdays like it always did. And this show chopping it up will air on the first and third, third Tuesdays of every month. So be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. Uh, as always guys, we're just trying to bring you the best content possible. We'll get into what this new show is all about in a minute. Uh, we were lucky enough to have target sports USA sponsor us, uh, for, our new show, Chopping It Up. So I'm glad that Target Sports is backing us. And uh, if you want to support the companies that support us, head over to Target Sports USA forward slash The Gun Experiment. That's how you know, that that's how they know that you're uh, a friend from of the us. show. Yeah, you're from us. So go there, get some great ammo. And if you want to sign up for their Prime membership, it saves you 8% off and free shipping on all ammo orders. So we appreciate that. Keith, how are we supporting the show? How do we want these guys to help us out? Uh, well, my favorite way to support the show today, based on the way I'm feeling, is to uh, follow us on Instagram and or Facebook. Scratch that. I don't want to do that. Don't do that. But you can do that, I guess. But really, what I would really prefer is a five-star comment, a five-star and a review and comment. Okay, that's fair. You want you want on, someone to boost your spirits? I, want, I just want some more interaction on that stuff. You know, yeah. Get rid of this Facebook thing, Instagram. So you want them to follow us, but you don't. <laughs> well, you want them to follow us. I don't have Facebook and Instagram, so yeah. I can't celebrate that. I know. I know you're not happy about it. Anyway. No, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, trying Guys, to- we're, we're in a bummy mood, but we're going to try and bring it up. So let's talk about Chopping It Up. <clears throat> so the concept behind Chopping It Up was people kept asking for more content, but we wanted a way to bring back old friends. And yep. once you interview someone, it's kind of tough to interview them again once you've heard their story and whatnot. And I mean, I think it's easier just to interview them the same way, ask same questions and everything. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, it's true. It's an easy show. But we've had so many people that we've had good interactions with, right? So we wanted to bring them back, and uh, this is a way to do it. This shows me a little different. It's not going to be interview style. It's going to be more barbershop or roundtable round table discussion style where we just talk about different stuff. We chop it up, you know, and it's going to be gun related, but it's going to also have lots of other stuff Some we talk sprinkling about. sprinkling in. Yeah. Just let's be honest. I mean, if you're a lady out there listening, that's awesome. We, we glad you're supporting us, but we're pretty much a male demographic. I feel like I got an amazing cookie recipe. I, I could maybe share. Really? <laughs> Do a little baking. I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Is it spicy? Are they spicy? No, not spicy. Okay. I got some coconut in it though. I like coconut. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, I want to announce that we are going to be bringing on an old friend as a guest and co-host for tonight, special guest host. And he's coming all the way from Love Tron. Our friend <laughs> Tony Simon is in the house. Tony, how we doing? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm glad to be on. Oh, man. How was your trip from uh, Love Tron? Is it a long trip? Uh, no, Love Tron is just a short trip away. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So how you been, man? Uh, busy. Been very busy. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of things, doing all the things. 
uh, right now, uh, we have a diversity shoot coming up. If you guys remember, that's what I do do, as they say. Do-do. Um, that's what I do do. You said yes, same, same, you said do do, same spot. Uh, I, I actually, the next one, yes, is in the Heritage Guild at the Heritage Guild in Eastern PA. Okay. We're going to host it there, but we've been hosting. When is that? At four different ranges. We got it on the 15th of September, September 15th, so, Heritage Guild, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We going to have fun. I feel like that so one was, was that the, I feel we were just talking about, we're doing an, another trip to go visit a friend and, uh, in the gun industry. And I feel like that date might've been booked up. I don't remember, but anyway, you said yeah. September 15th. We'll have to look at it. So yeah. how's that, how's that going? Do you feel like it's got a lot of momentum? Is are you getting oh, a lot of new people? Yeah, dude, it, it's hilarious. Um, so I'm looking for a home right now. So it's like, you know, I'm living with friends and stuff and family. And, uh, but as far as diversity shoot going, it's firing on all cylinders. And I'm like, you know, if I had my own place, I could really take more of it, advantage of it right now, yeah. but it's going, we, we, we went from, uh, one every other month, uh, to one, uh, two every month in 2021. What, what year so is it? 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been doing them uh, two a month this entire year. That's amazing. Yeah. Good so turnout. Crazy. Yeah. We got good turnouts and some less than others because you know, they're new venues. So, uh, the clientele or people that live net live near there or actually are members of those clubs have to get the word out, you know, to their friends and family that they're right. having one hosting one. And, uh, we just keep doing that. Hey, we're going to be here. We're going to be here every day. I'm posting, uh, and I'm asking people to share it. Cool. on uh you know their social media mainly because i'm uh what do you call that uh shadow band oh uh, <laughs> yeah well that's oh, yeah. that's that yeah, instagram yeah. thing keith was talking about yeah well yeah, uh, yeah. apparently you don't even need social media to be shadow band in new york you just got to be a gun owner yeah exactly well, yeah well new <laughs> then york you live is, in the shadows then you live in the shadows yeah so are, well, you, still, are you still doing you the have, podcasting thing <laughs> yeah yeah i'm still doing the podcasting we released uh episode 88 like three weeks ago and i'm writing episode 89 right now now so, you you do your own podcast, but you also co-host on another one, right? I actually co-host on two. I'm on uh, the Firearms Radio Network, on Firearms Radio Network, on uh, Firearms Insider Gun and Gear Review, and we do that show every Tuesday live. So it's on YouTube, and you can also download it. And I'm also on the Self Defense Radio Network on Self Defense Gun Stories. And I do that show every six weeks. We have a rotating list of six firearms instructors. We talk about four real-life self-defense gun uses. And uh, we talk about what they did right, what they could do better, and what we all could learn from each of those incidents. Did you you do one on the Indiana shooting? We didn't. I didn't do that one. Um, I just did one last week uh, that was released Friday. Okay. And uh, those those had a couple of those had four different incidents, including one where the house was broken into, and the lady's children were screaming, and she ran out of the shower, grabbed her gun, and rolled into the hallway on the guy while he was being attacked by two pit bulls. He still came after her. Wow, that's Jesus. Well, he after round and find out, and she did a mag dump in him. (laughs) That took care of that. Yep. Um, wow. Hopefully you, she's okay. You guys, uh, you should consider that Indiana story is pretty amazing. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. I haven't heard this. Yes, you have. Dickens. Dickens. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Dickens. 
he uh, there was uh, the mass shooting in the in the mall in the food court. Oh yes, yes. He took uh, what ten shots from forty Sorry, yards. Sorry, yeah, to, yeah. To I, eight, yeah, you knew. I knew I you know heard it, of yeah, it. Yeah. I knew you had heard about it. But uh, I mean, I think the whole moral of that story, Tony, is the way that I understand it. Uh, he, uh, what, uh, Nick, what was his name? What's that? Elijah. Elijah. Oh, Elijah. His first name is Elijah. Your last name is Dickens. Oh, Dickens. Yeah. That's Elijah. I thought it was Nick. Sorry. Um, the Elijah had said that if Indiana had not gone constitutional carry, like only a few days earlier, I think it was like July 1st, they went constitutional carry, and this happened, what, July 9th, 7th, something like that? Yeah. It he, happened uh, within a, well, a couple weeks. Ago. Yeah. He said he would not have probably even been carrying that day. Yeah. Well, but the other thing is what he did he was pretty carry. remarkable, right? He shot... Uh, eight eight out of ten, 10 shots yeah. 40 yards i mean yeah. like that's crazy you know not not military not leo um mm -hmm. but I, I i don't know how trained or untrained he was but it's a good reason to train tony you said he had a, he did have a gun permit yeah he had a carry permit but i mean they were just bringing it up okay. the fact that he did but the I sheriff or whoever reported you know he had it Oh, okay. Um, he, he also was moving towards the target. A lot of people and you know, firearms instructors on the internet have started poo-pooing only because, you know, the gun tubers have just, that's all they've been doing since it happened is doing yeah. the Dickens drill because they have no imagination. <laughs> um, they just don't. And, uh, they were doing it. And one of the, a lot of firearms instructors started poo-pooing, talking about he was moving toward the target and no one stands still at 40 yards as you shoot at him. And I'm like, one, he instigated the shooting at 40 yards. Right. Um, he used cover. Uh, right. He leaned up against the pillar to steady right. his hand. Yeah, right. Uh, he did everything you should do and didn't try to make it into a trick shot. Right. And I think uh, a lot of firearms people in general and content providers in particular make them think they make themselves sound smarter than they are or more experienced than they are by just tearing others down going look how much i know yeah mm -hmm. and well let's start with number one they weren't there <laughs> yeah. well okay? the, the one thing that the one thing i like that you said was that he was moving towards the target as people were mm -hmm. running behind him and yep. one of the things that comes back to my memory from an old guest was when we had steve fisher the yeti on the show and one of the things that he talked about was using your actual fire as tactical cover using ballistic yep, right. ballistic cover, and that's kind of what you could you could argue that's kind of what he did here. So I think that that's I don't know hard when he only missed twice. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and I actually uh, what do you call it? I, I actually quoted Steve, and I could not think of who did it. Said advance behind your own wall of lead. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what the kid did, and that's okay. And this goes back to the Uvalde shooting and and things like that, and. When I was in the military, they told us our job was to get between civilians and bullets. That would that was our job. So, <clears throat> yes, in my head, because you have to decide whether you're going to get involved in something like that before it happens. Right. You really do. Yeah. yeah um, because you don't have a duty to actually save the people. He was with his girlfriend. He could have left. Yep. He was not being taken under fire at that time. He could have left the thing and made sure him and his girlfriend got to safety. So one, you have to make up your mind that you're going to intervene. Yeah, I already yeah. have. I did years ago because even after I got out of the military, my oath to the Constitution didn't stop. My oath to protect people if I can, well, I never actually took that. It's just something I did as a human being. So yeah, my family's not there or I make sure my family leave, I take them under fire. All right, now you got to be realistic on what your skill level is. 
a lot of people aren't, as we're finding out here in New Jersey, because of the Bruin decision, uh, Jersey has to start issuing uh, concealed carry now. And a lot of guys are going to try to take the police test because that's what they're using as a basis of, you know, their skills. Uh, the same qualifications that the police departments in New Jersey use and 60 to 50 to 60 percent of people are failing mm. yeah. because they can't even pass the sad, pathetic police qualification. So something else you need to learn is uh, what skills do I have? Well, like what, what is my realistic realistically? Can I hit somebody at 40 yards so without Tony, endangering everyone else? Go ahead. That's wrong. Let's put a pin in this for one second because we're going to get some, to some gun news in a minute and we'll bring this sure. back around. Um, but I, I do have some crazy news. Keith, I talked to you a couple days ago about this. So, Tony, I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, so, today, what's today's date, Keith? Today is August 30th? Yeah, August so just this, this is going to air probably uh, next week, but to give everyone some point of reference. Uh, so, New York, our lovely state, which we'll, you'll probably hear that a lot today. Bad day for New Yorkers. But New York has decided to ban canned whipped cream to anyone under 21 years old got that nitrous oxide in there yeah so i was scouring the internet for a good news clip and this guy nailed it so i'm just going to play this really quick for everybody hold on one second new york city banned the sale of canned whipped creams to people under 21 now if young new yorkers want to get high their only option is every other drug (laughs) so (laughs) i don't think that was a real news clip but the guy did a great job with it. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Um, I just didn't even know this was a problem. Like I've seen it in movies, but I didn't even know this was a problem. So, all right, I'm going to tell a quick story. When I was in college, they can vote. Yeah. When I was in college, I was uh, playing basketball outside a pickup game and there was a guy watching the games and every once in a while he would hide behind a tree and he was doing whippets. And I remember being like, what a fucking loser. Like, this guy's just doing whippets out in public. It's a it was, waste of whipped cream, right, yeah, Tony? So I mean, come on. We want whipped cream on everything. <laughs> exactly. But th- there was a kid on one of these news things, and he was like, you know, I-, I understand what they're trying to do here, but I think there's way more people who just want to enjoy whipped cream than they want to do whippets. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly correct. Like, it's it's so crazy. To Why me. do we have to save those individuals? Let them whip themselves into a coma. I don't really give a crap. It's crazy. Well, obvious, obviously, big cool whip is behind this. Um <laughs> <laughs> you, you, things aren't never what they seem. The big wolf, cool whip uh, industry trying is trying to shut down Ready this. Whip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. they're just trying to shut them down. It, it's just an ongoing war. Many people don't see, see? how they deep don't these wars run. Yeah. I mean, m- most people know Coke, you know, the Pepsi Challenge or whatever. Yeah, you understood that, but yeah, this is yeah. on a whole other level. So yeah. the Cream Wars of the so, 1960s were unheard of. Like, well, this yeah. is the only this is the only way Ready Whip. I mean, uh, yeah, Cool Whip could win because uh, yeah, Ready, they were, Ready Whip is, shut them down. Yeah, Ready Whip is far superior than oh, Cool Whip. It's a shit. <laughs> so good. That's, that's all it is. And you're not you're not a red blooded American male if you haven't gone to the fridge, taken it out, and whipped your head back and just done a quick little squirt of whipped cream. Man. Not it's a like, whip it, but yeah. actual whipped cream. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Anyway, I had to get that out of my system. I saw it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This state is ridiculous. Jump um, the shark. Yeah, but let's let's get back to some gun news. So I do want to share. This is a, a a thing I heard today that it was good good news. Uh, did you hear about the Rocky Mountain gun owners versus Boulder, Colorado? Have you heard that? No, I was too engrossed in terrible Sorry. New York news today. Well, this was earlier in the day. but So basically, Rocky Mountain gun owners uh, went after Boulder, Colorado, uh, and they got a temporary restraining order put in place by none other than a Biden-appointed district judge, which oh. is great. Uh, it's good to see a judge is doing his job and not just going party lines here. But uh, there was... so. 
we could talk about it for a minute, but there was a great info on this uh, from the Arm Scholar on YouTube, which is where I actually heard it. So uh, I put a link to that if anyone wants to get more detailed information. But I just think it's crazy that you have a judge like this making a good call. And then I heard one the other day, I think it was a judge in Minnesota who, you know, he was blatantly not following the Bruin decision, you know? So it's like, we're getting just like this, judges are just going rogue here, you know? The problem well, is- Well, hopefully people- Go, Go ahead, ahead, Tony. No, sorry. I'm sorry. No, you, you got it, buddy. Well, I hope people start paying attention um, to who's putting these people in place. And if they can vote for them, vote them out. But if not, understand the election has consequences. You're getting a bunch of dirtbags coming in and don't believe in the Constitution. And it's, not following following the law of the land. It's a real problem, Tony. You know, I just I just don't think we have the desire as Americans as a whole. I'm not talking about us three, you know, mm-hmm. or or those that maybe listen to the show. But I just don't think we have the desire of, as of Americans to care about nope. these things. We we're we're too interested in our social media time, and we're too interested in whatever else we want to do. And we just are, we just think we're the greatest and the best and nothing bad can happen. Yep. And the sad part is, I mean, you're being blocked on social media for talking about it. You know what I mean? The cult, the firearms, the gun culture war, or whatever you want to call it, makes it verboten to talk about things like firearms and the different things that work. So they're kind of limiting to how you can even bring it up. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, it, it sucks. But, you know, <laughs> the funny part is we don't need all of them. If just gun owners themselves would care, we could swing the whole entire thing and change the political landscape. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to I'm going to call gun owners out on this because and I think that's what you were trying to say, Tony. But, yeah, you know, in New York, you know, we have gun owners who they're gun owners. I've had this conversation with some personally, but the moment you talk about something that they don't want or need, they're like, well, we can get rid of those. You know, that's, that's, I don't, I don't shoot that. We can get rid of those, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, it's not about what you use, what you need. It's about the second amendment. And we have way too many gun owners who they don't care about the second amendment. They just care about what their particular needs are. Their own opinions. Right. Their opinion is the only one that matters. Yeah. I just found it interesting that we had a Biden appointed district judge going, what I, how I felt was like, you know, okay, like you're actually following the decision the Supreme Court put out there and their instructions. And then just a little while later, Keith sends me a, a text and we have a George Bush appointed. I don't know which Bush, but W, w right? Yep. Uh, Bush appointee and he denies an injunction. And it's, you know, very similar kind of stuff. Very, you know, very similar in terms of like uh, pistol uh, schemes and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of background of, of what Mike is talking about is, you know, um, July 1st, I think was the date. Um, there were 10 new gun laws passed in New York State. Um, I'm not going to repeat all of them, but just to kind of bring some context, <clears throat> um, you know, you have to assume that if you enter private property in New York State starting tomorrow for us, uh, it'll already be aired by the time it happens. But starting September 1st, you have to assume when you walk on private property that you are not allowed to carry a firearm unless there is a sign posted that guns are welcome, so to speak. Opposite of what it used to be. Op- opposite of what it used to be. Um, you cannot carry a gun anywhere where children gather. You cannot carry a gun in a movie theater. You cannot carry a gun anywhere that alcohol is served. You cannot carry a gun in a government building. You public know, transportation. So, public transportation. So basically, you know, they're 
basically taking the Bruin case and just saying, okay, well, we're going to just say that you can't carry these things because they're sensitive areas or whatever the case may be. And uh, to us, it seems like a direct contradiction of of what uh, Clarence Thomas's opinion uh, was, but they they don't think so. They're, they're, they doubled down, they gambled, and they won. Uh, the gun owners... Um, I apologize here. The uh, Gun Owners of America brought a lawsuit against uh, New York State State Police, uh, and um, just like Bruin, just like Bruin, but uh, not in Supreme Court in a, in a state in a federal court, and you know basically said that these uh, laws are, are you know not acceptable. They're too vague, and they lost. The judge today, literally before we started rec- recording, dismissed the case and denied the injunction. Um, the exact wordage was uh, lack of subject matter. What's um, interesting is, so a couple of things that also happened all in New York City sent letters out to gun owners describing exactly what they can yeah. and can't do. It, it's exactly what you just said, all those places you can't go. Um, and if you're caught on any of those places, it's a class E felony. Uh, they're and they're trying to define the parameters of, or the boundaries of Times Square. Yeah. Where does the boundary of Times Square start and end yeah. as a sensitive area. Because they started say, they started putting up uh, gun-free zone signs in Times Square. But, so it's so think about that for a second. So there's going to be literally like a line on a block somewhere in near Times Square where if you are on the one side of the block and you have a pistol permit, you can carry a gun. Yeah, I mean, it's if crazy. you're on the other side of the block. Well, and Tony, I'm going to let you jump in in a minute here. But so like, I mean, think about this. You, New York City, when, when my wife lived in Queens... Uh, I would take the train down to see her. Uh, we were dating at the time, and I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't carrying. That's not the point. But um, we would go for walks in the city, all over the city, everywhere. And we'd be walking, and like you'd be walking down the street, and as you're walking down the street, there'd be a elementary school on the left, and there would be a bodega on the right, and there would be, a, and like you can't go anywhere because there's always going to be a, a park, or so you're going to be walking near something where children go it's just they're making it where like you could be walking and you could be in the midst of a park not even know it yeah you know there's that then the other piece of this that's crazy is they're putting the responsibility of on these business owners to pick a side right the business owner that puts up a sign we're going to be happy but they're going to piss off half the population the business owner that doesn't put on up a sign we're going to be aggravated and half the population is going to be upset about that it's a no-win situation. Not for to mention, most owners. business owners, most they're not even thinking about it. It's the they last even, thing they don't well, care. I mean, unfortunately, you know, some of the New Yorkers that I've talked to since this has been going on since July first don't even know. Yeah. They don't even read. Like right. we, Tony, we were talking about that just a few moments ago. Tony, what's it like in Jersey? Like, are you experiencing similar kind of pushback from the state, or is the state kind of going, "Well, we lost, and we're just going to move forward and and figure oh, this out"? Oh no! Oh no! These dirtbags. Um, you're in Jersey, just so I didn't oh, say that. So you're- yeah, in Jersey, uh, they're doing all kinds of delays. Oh, I'm on vacation. The, the judge that does it is on vacation. Um, they can squeeze in cases when they don't have anything else going on. You have 30 days once you start the process to complete the process, like you're a part of it. Um, but Yeah, like you have any control over that. Mm-hmm. And you have to have your, you know, uh, fingerprints done digitally by this one company. 
and everybody in the state that does it, that company that does it, their locations are booked for two to three months at a time. But they have locations in Pennsylvania that aren't booked, but it's like another $70 <laughs> to get them done there and have, you know, you know, because everybody has to box them up, all your fingerprints that you have done in PA and put them on something called the internet and send them <laughs> to Jersey. So it's, it's an extra it's a expense. Long, that's a long trip. That's the same company, by the way. Yeah, it's a long trip. <laughs> when, it goes to so, the, when it goes to the internet, you know, it, it takes a long time. You know, I have to pay the tolls and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's what they're doing. I mean, they, they, they're putting every obstacle in front of you. Uh, remember when I was on uh, the other show that you guys did, and I was talking about Martin Luther King Jr. was who I'd want to have dinner with? Yeah, because I want to find out when you're on the right side of history how do you cope with people taking your rights away and looking you dead in your eye and doing it? That's what's happening right now with us in the second amendment, these states that are defying what the Supreme court said, they know what they're doing. I don't want to believe it, but it almost, you can almost make the argument that we're just moving more socialist than we ever have. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think there's an argument there. I think we definitely, I think there's a push for it, whether or not it's actually happening. Cause listen, Everyone wants to be socialist till it comes to making money, and then they want to be capitalist. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so, like, it depends. But I, but I do think there's definitely a segment of society that's would push for that, right? Um, well, see, right. Now, to me, I don't care what type of government it is. When you disarm the people, they can do whatever they want and call it whatever they want. But right, the first right. step well, is to take your ability I, to resist them away. I'm really hot right now on the argument, and Mike, you've heard me say it privately a couple times. I don't think I've said it on the show yet, but. I am really, really hot on the, on the argument of we need to stop these corporate funding, uh, political f- uh, campaign fund. Um, it, it, it's gotta, it's gotta get done. We, we, we gotta, we gotta stop all of these big businesses from donating all of these large dollar amounts to these campaigns. And, uh, they just shouldn't be involved in it. It's a private citizen matter, not a business matter. Yeah. And the problem is, and, and this is my rebuttal the last time I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm in lockstep with you, but it's got to go away altogether. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, if, if the side that doesn't agree with me is doing it, then I want the side that agrees with me to also be able to do it. So yep. to do this... Well, to today, do- that is the way it happens. Both sides can give, yep. but I think both sides need to stop giving. Right. You know, I think... So, like, for instance, and we, I think we all have our own opinions of the NRA, but I'm using this as an example. If the NRA is not allowed to give money, then, uh, you know... I don't know, whatever the other side... The Bloomberg's not allowed to give money, right? That That's how it should work. And I'm okay with that. Let the people decide. Yep. Let them right? donate. Um, Tony, I wanted to bring up something because it came up on the show the last time we had you on. Uh, I, I don't. I think we all realize that there is a lot of racism. Uh, gun gun control is rooted in racism. Is is where I guess I'm trying to say. Um, there's a, a long history of that, and my wife, my wife and Keith's wife are both looking at getting their pistol permits. We had mentioned that on another episode recently. And my wife just said tonight, she said, well, what does this mean for us? And I said, well, it means we got to, we got to figure it out. You know, like they got to figure out what course you're going to take. You got to figure out how much it's going to cost. And when I said like, you know, we're looking at maybe 500 bucks to a thousand dollars in costs. She was like, are you kidding me? Like this is creating the second amendment for the wealthy only. And it's like, We've already seen this. We've seen this. History's done this before. Um, and they can hide it now any way they want to. But ultimately, what you're doing is creating classes of people. You're right? I mean, they, see, they yep. see it as they're keeping classes of people safe. 
on the keep you safe to keep you safe is the lie they started in 16, 1620 and they still use it in gun control because they believe it tony they have mm-hmm. convinced themselves that it's real I do, I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I do agree with that. Like I, I actually think a lot of these, I'll use Hochul as an example, but I think our governor believes that. I think she actually thinks that she's doing good. I agree. Which that's the hard part is how do you, how do you stop someone when they really truly believe the lies are telling them? That's what I was trying to say to you when we were texting about this today. It's like, you know, when, when they don't re when they don't believe what they are arguing is wrong. How do you how do you stop that? And and then you got to you judge. don't stop. You can't. You, you don't stop them. I could give a damn if Governor Hochul, Hokum, whatever frozen face lady's <laughs> name is. Her face I is don't frozen as hell. Yeah, I don't care about her. Listen, she's vast. It's everybody else. It's the uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nothing she, wants to get near her. She looks like Nancy Pelosi probably looked thirty years ago. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. She's a, she, she, I, she did not win an election. I do not consider her the, the governor. Uh, she's probably well, going to win one soon. Yeah, totally. Because Gropey McGroperson was the governor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but um, no, I don't care about her. It makes no difference. We have to convince others. So she loses her position of power. She can think whatever she wants sitting at home on her butt, not being the governor of New York. I mean, those are the people we have to convince, not the people that think they're doing the right thing. Well, Tony, you're, I mean, this is all right. So you're doing this, right? Like this is your diversity issue. You're trying to bring more people mm-hmm. into the fold. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we're talking nickels and dimes here. Like we like uh-huh. I know I know every person makes a difference. Like I'm trying to do that. You're trying to do that. Keith's trying to do that. But it just it, it's insurmountable because there's just there's so many people, especially in the Northeast region, who just mm-hmm. don't see it the way we see it. You know, how do you beat? The juggernaut. You have to do it just like you do anything else. Just like they took our rights, you have to take them back. You got to do it one step at a time, one slice at a time. There's not going to be somebody that's going to stand up and make this awe-inspiring speech that ends in the 80s, 90s movie slow clap and everybody in the country <laughs> gets it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, what yeah. you're going to have to do is like have uh, mostly peaceful protests that burn down neighborhoods and people finally go, <laughs> you know what, I, I got to do this. I have to get involved in this uh, uh, to be able to protect myself and my family. I mean, you, you have to have it until their ox is getting gored. Most Americans don't care. Yeah. I mean, the problem I see, the problem I see with this is you're creating, and we know this, you're creating, you're taking good Americans, law abiding citizens who just want to carry a gun to defend themselves and their families. What you're doing is you're making them make a decision of do I follow these laws, which basically disarm me almost everywhere, or do I just become a rebel and do I just say I, I'm going to carry where I want, where I need to carry, you know? And you're going to have people who have to make that decision, and it's very unfair of our government to do that, you know? They're not taking the the character of the person; they're just basically lumping everyone together and saying none of you are good enough. If a law is unjust, a man is not only right to disobey it, he is obligated to do so. Who said it? Gandhi? Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel I, Sanders. Colonel Sanders <laughs> with his bucket of chicken. That's right. I mean, listen, civil disobedience is a it's a rite of passage for Americans. It's part of who we are. Been doing it since Right now, I'm not feeling like that. No, I know. I know. Um, see a lot of us. And I've been doing this fight for over a decade. 
a lot of us get caught up in it and think there has to be a mass change. I understand only 3% of the population fought in the Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. So it does not take all of us to make this change. But as, and again, with the percentage of Americans that are gun owners, depends on who you listen to or the numbers, we're talking 80 to 100 million people. I blame FUD culture. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm being see, I'm, I'm so I do, Part of it is. No, I really mean that. Culture. I really mean that, though. Like, I, I, Keith and I joke all the time, but I mean, even I see even small changes. I get like, you know, small levels, local levels. It's just like you're talking to people who they just don't get it. They don't see it. They, they're just, you know. The FUDs might come around because right now these new laws say that you can't carry a gun at a, compet- at a, at a sporting event. Whoa, hang on. FUD culture, when you want to go shoot trap, that's a sporting event. Can you carry yep. a gun now at a sporting event? I don't think you can. The law says no sporting events. Yeah, they're not even thinking that. Man. No, they, there are high, there, there are high schools that have oh, canceled yes. their trap programs. Yeah, there 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 are think are uh, are are schools or or sporting event programs in New York State that have canceled their programs because of these laws. The number of schools that shoot trap in our state though are very minimal. Uh, whatever. Yep. I know. You know I agree. I know you're you know. saying, but here's the problem. The problem is, I don't even think you know how many people I know who are like oh, I carry a pistol. They don't even know this case even exists i agree with that it's a crazy man like they're they're gun owner like we're we there have made, are people we have who live gun in new owners. york there are people who live in new york and go into a gun store and don't realize you need a pistol permit to buy one right we, <laughs> listen we live in a state that you and i have got, all three of us have immersed ourselves into gun culture we are in the culture of it there's people that just they have a gun they you know they never shoot it it sits in a box somewhere and, that's and they it. don't watch the news and they don't care they don't care. Listen, this is actually. I need to take a drink. This is. This I is, finished mine. You. I on a second pour. You want, you want more? <laughs> All right, a little bit more. So uh, that brings me to another topic. I want to move on because I can't take. This what are anymore. we drinking? Let's let's talk bourbons. So Tony, you're a bourbon guy, right? Yeah, that's how I decided to get into the whole drinking thing because I really didn't. What do you mean by that? Uh, I didn't really drink. Um, Not at all. Like no beer, drink. nothing. Yeah, I didn't really. I mean. I was always a dude that was a designated driver when I was in the military. Okay. Um, only drank a couple of times there. And uh, I got out, never really drank heavily at all. And every now and again, I'd have a drink to be social, but that was it. So when I started smoking cigars in 2020 at SHOT Show with Kevin Dixie, Argo J, <laughs> uh, Mike Sedini of Walk the Talk America, Clover Tech. Yeah, was it Clover Tech? Stop yeah, name uh, dropping. Ghost, Stop name dropping. Ghost tactical. Show oh, it's not name dropping. It was just the people that were there. <laughs> <laughs> Johanna and Rolo. Like all of us were hanging out together. And that's what we had. We had uh, bourbon and cigars. And I'm like, this ain't a bad combo. Let me try to get into this. And that's yeah. pretty much when I stepped into it and started checking out different bourbons. So I'm like two years deep into the what do I like, what don't I like with both bourbon and cigars. So what's funny is um I mean I I've drank most of my most most of my semi-adult life <laughs> you wanted to say since you were legal but probably before no that. i really wasn't that's not the truth but uh actually i saw a funny thing the other you're day outside of the statute of limitations yeah right. i saw a funny thing the other day it was uh pictures of three different 40 ounces it was like saint ides cold 45 and uh oldie oldie and it said i grew up drinking these you grew up drinking white claw we are not the same <laughs> yeah not the same that was great yeah and I, by the way i was at a barbecue drinking a white claw and i was like i earned this <laughs> 
But <laughs> Ew. I, re- yeah. I remember drinking Zimas. Yeah, that came up. And you, would you drop in it? Do you remember? I didn't drop anything. Uh, Jolly Ranchers used to drop a Jolly oh, yeah, Rancher. That was it, a big yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I remember Zimas, yeah. Oh. yeah. But anyway, where I'm going with this is, I, you know, I've been drinking whatever, but hard stuff always affected me in a very negative way. <clears throat> like instant, as soon as it hit my palate, it was coming back out. And I got to probably my, I'd say my early 40s, 40 years old. And I said to my wife, I want to be a bourbon drinker. I, there's something about it. It's a, it's a nice. Cool. I want to be cool. I want to, I want to sit in a, like you said, cigar lounge, drink a nice glass of bourbon, but I can't. And I started to learn how to enjoy the actual drink, right? Like when you're young, you just take a shot and you're just looking to get drunk. I learned to enjoy it. I learned to, to sip it to, you know, how I like my bourbon, things like that. And that's made a big difference. And I have friends that I tell, I have friends that are like, I want to, I want to get into it. And I'm like, you have to enjoy it, learn how to savor it. And they don't buy it. They're like, if I got to work that hard at it, it's not worth it. Well, Tony, to answer your question, uh, we are drinking some Buffalo Trace tonight. That is courtesy of my mom. <laughs> I saw it in Keith's garage. I said, oh, how is that? He goes, I don't know. He goes, you, you want it? I was like, yes, I want it. <laughs> my, my mom. I enjoy Buffalo Trace. Yeah. We do holidays at my house and my mom is notorious for bringing over like eight bottles of alcohol that never get drank. You know what, what's funny is uh, I know people, you know, they like, they like this bourbon, they like that bourbon. And I'm not saying Jack Daniels. But I really like Gentleman Jack. If you haven't had that, it's one of the smoothest bourbons, one of the smoothest whiskeys. I really, really enjoy it. But every time I say it, people are like, ah. So, you know, you just said something. You said bourbon and whiskey in the same sentence. You know, there's uh, that, that. that's a weird one. Well, all, what is it? All bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon, correct? correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I started just checking out different things. Sadly, <laughs> the group of people I got into this with had already had years of experience. So kind of you get what you pay for. Yeah. There's just yeah. a degree it, of that. It, 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 is that with bourbon up to a point like um, Blanton's because I, I was talking about that earlier. Yeah. 60, 70 bottles. Cool. Six, $70 a bottle. Cool. <laughs> but then the market dictates and now all of a sudden it's $300. Well, I'm, let me explain something. You will not give me anything in my mind that's worth three hundred dollars a bottle. Well, I don't that's, care. That's the yeah. Pappy Van Winkle, you know. Like I, my my buddy scored some. It wasn't Pappy, but it was a Van Winkle blend. It was one of the you know whatever twenty five year um, Van Winkle reserves, and we had it at his house. And I'm like, I mean, it it was okay, but it. I mean, it's you. It's a it's a hundred dollar bottle, but you're paying five hundred or a thousand, right? Like Pappy Van Winkle's ridiculous. Ridic- look it up, Keith. What it costs? Oh no, yeah, no, they're it's very ridiculous. Expensive. But you know, it's just the market dictating that cost. It's not actually because mm-hmm. it's, it's better. It's because they only produce a uh, a certain amount of that every every right, year. right. And, yeah, I mean, they it, it create that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. What, what is um? Because we've had I mean, them on so, the show. I, I see some bottles one fifty three hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. What is what is KD and uh, Argo drink? Because I've had them. We've had them on the show. Uh, uh, dude, I I don't even remember because I'm trying to think of that night. We didn't drink that night. We had cigars because Argo was uh, releasing his uh, his rifle the next day. His carbine. Okay. So we didn't really uh, drink. We ate and then we went out and had a cigar. Uh, I can't really remember what we were drinking that night. And then when KD, we were at. Um, his training learn and he had a big bonfire and they had a bourbon and cigar. They had a bourbon tasting with cigars. That's cool. 
that was really cool. And there was just a lot of different ones out there. So there was nothing yeah. in particular. Keith and I need to get to that train and learn one of these days. I'm yeah. telling you, man, I want you guys there because it, it was fun. I missed it this year because again, I'm in the midst of being homeless <laughs> um, and, and priorities. So um, I missed it, but like I, I've just been experimenting and working my way uh, through this whole bourbon thing. And uh, Buffalo trace is one of the ones I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I mean, again, I don't drink a lot, so I have one or two fingers, two fingers yeah. chilling out. Yeah, well, your two fingers are like four fingers from a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> okay. So I, I, before we move on to another topic, I do want to encourage any listeners out there if you are uh, whiskey slash bourbon drinkers, don't uh, take a pour from Tony. Yeah, that and uh, <laughs> d- DM us, uh, hit us up on Instagram, and let us know what you're drinking, what your favorites are. Uh, dying to know what other people are, are enjoying out there. Give I know us, another one is the DM. I, I always say, is it Basil Hayden? Basil Hayden. I is that know. it, Tony? Do you know? No, I I've don't had it like know. once or twice. I think it's, yeah, it's Basil Hayden's. Um, that's, that's a pretty good one. I, I haven't had it in a long time, but that's a, a pretty good one to try out if you haven't had it. But uh, yeah, I, because we got some guys at work that, that are straight bourbon dudes and we get into the discussion and they just, because you want people to be in on it, right? You want people to enjoy it like you enjoy it. So yeah, that's what I have going on. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to write this down. <laughs> what the hell is Basil Hayden? Yeah, no, write it down. I mean, I, it's a good, I haven't had it in a long time, but it's good. And I'm telling you, gentlemen, Jack, people, people sleep on that because they see Jack Daniels and they're just like, ah, it's Jack Daniels. It's really, really good. Have, have you gotten into um, tequila at all? Yeah, I tried to kill that thing, and as close as I came was Cabo Wabo. Yeah, um, so I I haven't gotten into, into like sipping tequila. Like I still do yeah. the like cold shots, but um, the uh, Classe Azul is very good. It's very expensive, um, beautiful bottle, but it is a very 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 good. Tequila. Wasn't that the dude that fought Batman? What's that? Wasn't that the dude that fought Batman? I what was the name? Well, Cla- <laughs> I said Classe Azul. Is that? <laughs> Oh, you're talking. Ah, I don't know what he's very close. Uh, you're talking about uh, Raz Agul. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, just checking. I know my Batman, Tony. Yeah, you really, you really do know your Batman. That was impressive, Keith. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So, do you want to talk a little Trump? Trump's always good to talk yes. about. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Unfortunately, Trump, you can't save me right now. Oh my God! Yeah. So, all right. So, before we go into this, so I want to talk about the FBI raids on Mar a Largo. Um, that's a fun word to say, by the way, Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Um, have, Tony, have you heard Jamie Foxx doing his Donald Trump impression? Uh-uh, no. Oh, my God. All right, so the, uh, so Jamie Foxx was sitting, uh, I guess it's called the Rap Radar, but he had Snoop Dogg in, in this room, and they did this like podcast, and he drops his Trump impression. So I'm going to play you a clip here, and you can listen to Jamie Foxx. Hold on one second. It's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people. <laughs> That's Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I know Harry O. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Dogg. Double G. Great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death on both Row. Sides. I love Death. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. <laughs> What's your favorite Death Row? Hey, ask uh, questions. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Throw records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just. Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> anyway, that's so. That is Jamie Fox. That's pretty impressive. If you, if I had not seen the video of him doing, it, I would not think. I would 
call bullshit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> people sleep. Look, people sleep on how funny Jamie Foxx oh, actually is because I mean he's he's multi talented. Yes, but you know I go back to when Jamie Foxx was in Living Color. Yes. So, you know, I, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, what was the uh, girl used to play? Was Wanda. She Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I go back to that. So I know the guy's talented and can do different. Well, voices, he but. really is like a triple threat, right? He can act, mm-hmm. he can sing, he yeah. he does it all, right? I mean, he does everything. Yeah. But um, yeah. my so my mother in law and father in law had the opportunity to be in a luxury suite for the Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots. Long story how that happened, but every suite has like a celebrity in it, and Jamie Foxx was in their suite. So my mother-in-law was like doing shots of Jamie Foxx, which you know, if she was on the show, she'd be. That's all she was talking about. She, she loved it. But um, I want to see the picture of your mother-in-law. With Jamie <laughs> well, my father-in-law listens to the show, so if he's listening right now, he's, he's probably laughing. But uh, yeah, but Jamie Foxx is very talented. His impressions are very, very good. That one blew me away, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. so. So I know Tony, you and I briefly text back and forth so i want to hear your take on the fbi raids of mar largo because you said you had a different take on this i want to hear it okay so <clears throat> i'll run, run my work situation clearing the throat you real quest <clears throat> because it goes back all right at work uh i work in a prison and uh mass security prison and they have the tvs in both rooms two rooms actually three rooms they have a room well the rookie set Regardless of your race, the rookie set back there because nobody wants him around. Then they have the black room where all the black cops sit, and the white room where all the white cops sit. Okay. So wait, wait we're talking me, about the COs now. Yeah, we're talking about corrections officers. Yeah. And they're that. They're that. Uh, hey, people divide themselves. If you put up a sign, they burn the building down. But if right. you leave them to their own devices, people separate themselves. Okay. So, so me being me and the lovable human being I am, I go to the white room because I want to stare crap up. <laughs> I mean, you're not just banned from it. It's just, you know, they got Fox TV playing. As a fellow you know. brother, I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so they got Fox TV on it. So, you know, nobody wants to see that. I do. So I'm back there and they're talking about the Mar-a-Lago raid. And they say, more proof of the two-tiered justice system when the FBI is raiding Mar-a-Lago. And I'm like, and I look around and some of the guys are nodding their heads like, yeah, two tension. I'm like, wait one damn minute. <laughs> Black people have been saying the justice system in America is two-tiered since America. And now all of a sudden, a white multi-billionaire that was the president of the United States get raided by the FBI. And now you're seeing that the justice system has two tiers. <laughs> She's in the top freaking tier. He's a white billionaire in America that was the president. So all of a sudden, many people in America goes, wow, the FBI is corrupt. (laughs) And um, I'm like, yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. just entered the chat and said, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) We've been saying this for years, and now you're finally seeing it and you want to do something. Now it's defund the FBI. Well, welcome to the club, everybody. So, Keith, I know you had something you want to say, so go ahead. Well, it just goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, people are blind to things that don't, you know, that aren't within their little circle of world. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Tony. You know, like they didn't deal with all that, uh, all the things you're describing. And now all of a sudden it's affecting somebody that they favor. So they think it's a a novel idea for it to be. So go ahead. This is how I feel about this. So let me start by saying this. If. If Trump, if President Trump took 
documents that should not have left where they were at, and he took them home, right? For for lack of a better term, I guess it's his Mar-a-Lago home. Right? It's his home. home. Yep. Uh, he's wrong. Like there, there should be consequences. But where I have a problem, and and Tony, the two tiered system, I I get what you're saying, but here's the problem I have: the two <laughs> the, the, the two tiered system isn't. It's not a race thing. It's not a class thing. It's a within politics thing. So what I mean by that is, and I love this, I love the fact that Nancy Pelosi is the best stock predictor of all time, right? (laughs) She's better than Warren Buffett. She's better than anybody else. But we all know that there's insider trading going on with our politicians. And it's legal. And, and, and it's and, legal. And, well, it's not legal. They just make it legal. They, they just do yeah. it and they don't deal with consequences. So, you know, the, the thing you keep seeing is that, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton had stuff on her private drive that mm-hmm. shouldn't have been there. Right. But the FBI is not knocking down her door. You know, I mean, if they did, they'd find all kinds she, of no, shit. she's selling hats that said, what about her email? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I, the, the problem that I have and I'm not looking this at this as a Republican Democrat. I'm not looking at this as white, black. I'm not. I'm looking at this as if we have corrupt politicians, we need to go after all of them. And that's exactly. the problem that I have is we're not going after any of them. But they love to go after Trump. Whether you love Trump uh-huh. or hate Trump, they've been investing in this guy for friggin' since the day he got uh, in office. Well, well, it's a, no, it's, no, no, no. Since since he ran, announced his run as Republican. Yes. Yeah. After, right. after they stopped laughing and said it'll never happen. Right. Right. And when it started looking like it could happen, all of a sudden they went into panic mode and they had to figure out how to end this. I'll be the Look, first. I'm, I'll be the first ahead. to admit. I I voted for Trump twice. I liked him as a president. I think he is very very insane. <laughs> I I really do. I mean, I think he's crazy. But you cannot deny how the country was running while he was president. Now, it might have been divisive, but in terms of the economy, in terms of things like that, and and listen, as a gun rights guy, he was not the best for us. I'm I'm not going to go out there and say he was good for guns, but I think that overall, I think that he did very good for the country, but he did not have a fair shake, not even close. Um, He didn't have a fair shake at all. Uh, There's a few things that I found interesting. And it's not even like, oh, I don't know. I, I always thought Trump was a hell and nothing, nothing has changed my opinion that he's an a hell. But as far as the things that were done for this country and worked out, the uh, unemployment is awesome. I mean, he got that down. Uh, they like saying unemployment for blacks are lower than there's ever has been under Donald Trump. And I'm like, no, nah, that was a time where every black dude in America had to have a job. I'm just letting you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lincoln changed that. But mm-hmm. before that, every brother in America was working. So. He had that going for him. He went into North Korea and he changed that up. Uh, he scared the crap out of uh, Rocket Man, and and he Little is Rocket the only Man. president. Right. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he's the only president of the United States that actually has been in a North Korea. Right. He he put in work. He also helped with the Israeli Palestinian uh, situation. He did a lot of good. I'm not saying that he did. What I am saying is you got to see how if you didn't notice that the media was biased before, you definitely got to see it under Trump. And you also got to see a president that was able to bypass the mainstream media and speak directly to the American people. And that got them really turned around. Tony, do you you think do you think he was good for black America? 
I don't know. I don't speak for all the black. No, Americans. I'm not saying that, but I mean, but, like, in terms of the numbers, but I know the things that he did was good for all Americans, including giving money to historical black colleges on the level that have never right. been done before. Right. I mean, so there's, there's things that go unnoticed, like the, what was it, the Jack Johnson, right? That, that he yep. pardoned, right? I mean, there were things he did that I thought were, I mean, really, I mean, Johnson, Johnson is dead and it really made no difference, no, but no. any, but it's, it's sad that the president, everyone calls racist did it. And the president that was black didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, wait a minute. and in all fairness, that could have been ceremonial for that purpose. Yes. Right. I, it was, it, it was all that, but I'm just saying, right. Uh, Obama was still black and he could have done it. Right. I mean, that was a miscarriage that was 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 what almost a century old. Right. So, yeah, no, he doesn't get a pass because he didn't do it. Hey, Trump did it. Congratulations. Trump also got a lot of other black people a medal of honors that they wouldn't have gotten yeah. um, from the Second World War. Do you do you uh, do you think he is racist? I mean, from like the things yeah. that you say, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Look, what are you going to base it on? What people say? Oh, well, he said Mexicans rape. And I'm like, no, he didn't because I heard it. Right. Yeah. I, I actually heard what you people are talking about. Right. And that is not what he said. He asked a question. And all of a sudden, the press tried to run with it and said it was something else. If you trust the press to give you your uh, your impression of someone, right. understand that they have an agenda. All communication is manipulation. And when it comes from the mainstream media, it's 100% manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't form your opinion from someone who's trying to shape form your, your opinion. opinion. Yeah, shape your yeah, opinion. Shape your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what it is. I just, you know, in terms of that FBI raid, I mean, it just the timing of it reeks though. It, it it's it, politics. It, it's such such political Well, I think they were hedge I think they're hedging their bet. Oh, definitely. I, you know what I mean? I think they're they know that it probably will push them, you know, to want to run. But at the same time, they're hoping that the press is bad enough to prevent the run. I mean, listen, he, if he wants to run, he's going to run. There's no, there's no way they're stopping him. This isn't stopping him. It's not about like stopping said, him. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm going to come. Um, it's not about stopping him. It's about creating this distortion. Right. Yep. It's a, it, the media is very good at creating a shitstorm, right? They just they create chaos, and chaos is confusion, and confusion ultimately creates problems yeah there's especially so- with the low the low information voter yeah with right. the low information voter anything confusing will shut them down yeah and 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 they will default to i'm just not gonna vote and yeah. both sides want that because both sides only want to cater to their base yeah and there is so many variations of low information voter to high information voter. There's so many different variables in between, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it, I mean, even us, right. We, we try to pay attention to these things as much as possible. The only, you know, it, but it's hard. It's there's, hard. there's so many different you, aspects to try to watch. Listen, not only is it hard, it's, it's hard because, because uh, we, we have we're to go trying, to work every right, day. Right, we right. got a li- you know, living yeah, like, to make. We, exactly. You know? And I was going to say that, but also on top of all that, it's also hard because, I was trying to look up stuff on this on the Mar-a-Lago thing, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at one source, you look at Vanity Fair, and it says one thing, and you look at CNN, it says another thing. It's like trying to decipher through the bullshit is so hard because mm-hmm. it's like you know, you know, everyone has a like kind of their own spin on it. You know, it's, it's very very difficult. Everyone has their own spin. All right, you have to. This is what I figured out, and I stopped watching the news in 2016. 
all right as as a thing because and so the only time i see a regular newscast is when i have lunch in the room with the television on uh you know at work in the lunchroom so that's the only time and i i was like they try to keep you stirred up if, if for a while when trump was the president every day every week was some crisis around the world that trump was failing at and i'm like this there's not a crisis every day you know what I mean? There's not a worldwide crisis that the president is horrible at every day. You guys right. are full of crap. No, I agree. And, and what they do is keep everyone spun up so you can't concentrate on one thing. So in my opinion, you have to figure out what's important to you. It's like trying to read the New York, uh, New York Times, right? Nobody reads the New York Times from page to page from beginning <laughs> to end. <laughs> right, right. No one does. You, right. you pick out the things you're interested in and you read that article. Yep. And that's what you have to do with this. Now, my litmus test to find out if a candidate is about freedom is their position on the Second Amendment. Real easy. Real easy. If you're Second Amendment, but you're out. Right. But you know what's, hard, you know what's hard about that, though, Tony? What's hard about, that? What's hard about mm-hmm. that is <clears throat> there's plenty of Republicans that are pro-2A. But they mm-hmm. ain't really pro two A. They're just yeah. they're the more pro two A. You know what I mean? Like there's no real pro two A politician. I shouldn't say none, but none that are gonna get like a big position that we want them to have. You know, it's it's just we have to change that. Look, tough. we're not gonna change uh, look, if if stuff was easy, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even know the name Martin Luther King Jr. if it was easy to get your civil rights and fight for him. Right. All right. You gotta put in work. We are the recipients of the hard work a bunch of people did well before us. And now we're sitting there going, man, it's really hard to change people. You don't have to change people's mind. You change your party and who you vote for. You talk to your people and try to get them active. I can talk to different people across the lines because that's what I chose to do and work at. Some days I'm good, some days I'm bad, but that's how it works. You're not going to make the Democratic Party change their mind. You're not going to make your governor change their mind. But you can make people in your circle start to think. Yeah. It's no, going to happen with conversations. That we're not going to we're not going to change anything wholesale. We're going to change it one at a time. The tides rise, man, and we have to work at each individual. We have to keep throwing pebbles in the lake to make their lake rise. Yeah. We have to change parties. We have to change the political landscape. We're going to do it one at a time. Now, 2020 and 2021 really helped the gun community out because of the lawlessness that was allowed to happen, affected a lot of people, and it brought 8 million new gun owners in in a year. Now, as a gun community, it's our job to welcome those people into the range. Bruin helped. Now, all of a sudden, those same people that bought a gun a year ago can now carry that gun if whatever's happening in their state happens. And this is our opportunity to talk to them. Now going, hey, you can carry, but look at what this lady's doing. This is the version of the poll tax. This is the same uh, uh, obstacles they put in front of black people to stop them from voting. Well, they're hope- doing it again with you. They're making it a financial freaking obstacle. Right. Well, that's, that's I, that's I hope other about. I hope other states see what's going on, you know, in New York with Mike and I, and and mm-hmm. you know, I will, I will, it. I will end this topic on this. I agree okay. with what you're saying in terms of we need to uh, educate people. Yep. And I think ultimately we need to make sure that Trump has Jamie Foxx speak for him. <laughs> oh, at all times. <laughs> at all times. Because <laughs> if we do that, you know, he'll be fine. He won't say anything stupid. Give him some orange <laughs> hair. We'll be all set. Exactly. So listen. Yeah, no, just have him do it, do it from his basement. I heard you can run for president. Actually, <laughs> <from your basement. laughs> 
Oh, shit. You did not say that. All right. So, Keith, last segment of the night. Okay. Uh, Tony, if you did not know this, Big Keith has purchased himself a Nighthawk Custom. Nineteen. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we had a conversation. He he stupidly uh, <laughs> had the gun in his hand, and he said, "Let me send it back to them to put on a uh, red dot mount." I, well, the iOS system. Yeah, it, it's, it is system. a pretty nice system. But I, all joking aside, he is going to put a red dot on it or have I the am. ability to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the debate is: Does he go RMR? Which, if you're a bougie ass motherfucker, you go RMR because it's got the name. Or if you want all the features and rigidity of an RMR at a better price point, you go Holosun. But Keith is having trouble because he's he wants to be bougie. I want to be bougie, Tony. I feel like I've spent a ton of money on the gun, and I uh, I I want the best on it. So I, Keith, where is your head at? I want to hear. Have you made a decision? Yes or no? Just tell me that first. So I, I, yes, okay, so, to, to to a degree. So this is this is where I'm at with it. First and foremost, the interchangeable optic system that's being done the slide that they use for the rmr will work for the holosun i have to get different hardware to attach it but it will work a lot of i've been looking into holosuns for my p320 a lot of the holosuns actually match the same footprint correct. as the rmr right correct so my plan for now is to go rmr and if i'm really not happy with it I'll sell the RMR and I'll I'll go go to Holosun. You know, but I can't imagine that that's going to happen. No, I was going to say I I don't think you'll get the RMR and be un, unhappy with it because I think it's a great it's a great optic, right? Yeah. Uh, made in USA. That right right off the bat, that's amazing, right? Um, I was just looking, j- just I looking think at it these looks two. good on the gun. By the it, way, I think too. it's one of the nicer looking ones. The things I don't like about it, and I, again, I'm in the same debate right now myself. Um, so. The hollow suns that we have on our P365s. Well, I have I have the Sig Red Dot. Oh, that's right. That's I'm sorry. I have the I have the hollow sun. What the Romeo Zero? I think it is. You have the Romeo Zero. Okay. I have the hollow sun 507K. I believe. Yeah. What I don't yeah. like about the hollow sun 507K is I hate their branding. Like I don't want to see your name all in big bold white letters. <laughs> like I just, I just RMR does that well. Yes. So. What I like about the new, what I'm looking at now is the 508T, I believe. It's the titanium. Uh, Holosun has been going to where they put their their logo, the Holosun logo, in just a rubberized sort of logo. It's, it's not colored. It's not, you know, it's just kind of in the rubberized housing. It, it Yeah, it's 508T, and it is more uh, RMR-like. Yes, and... What I like about the Holosun, I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just because I'm going through the same process. No, is, well, it's too late. I think I already paid for the RMR. Yeah, but that's beside the point. I like the battery tray. I like the. It doesn't have the coating that sort of tints the the glass a little bit. Um, you know, I, I I really think the Holosun is making a dent in the industry. Like I was on there the other day. They have so many optics, and I'm like RMR. Like like Trigicon has like five. You know. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I, I do think the Hollis Sun is going in the right direction. I just think that they need to, I think they're already there, but I think that their image, because it was Chinese made and things like that, that sort of hurt them. But because there's stuff out there showing how good they are, how solid they they're are. Great. They're gaining traction. They're gaining a lot of traction. For sure. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, we're talking about this and we're talking about it specifically you know, it was brought. It was the conversation started specifically on what I'm doing with my Nighthawk. Right. 
I, I'm going to get shit for this, I'm sure, but I'm doing the RMR strictly for being bougie. Yeah. I just, I want the best red dot I could possibly put on there, you know, because it was an expensive, you know, firearm. And the, the question is, is the arm, I'm not, not knocking your, I literally was looking just literally a day ago, um, the same thing. And my, my, my bougie side goes, I, I got to go American made RMR. I got yeah. to. But then I look at the features of Holosun. I'm like, Holosun has better features. Like flat I, out the box has better features. When I'm comparing your Holosun to my, you know, um, Romeo Zero, I, I like shooting yours better. I like the yeah. ops. I like the flexibility of the optic. I like being able to switch between different optics. Um, you know, the, the one with the, the big circle and little circle in the middle, I really, I really liked shooting that. And I think that would be great for something like USPSA, you know what I mean? Yep. Having that target. Um, so I, I certainly see some benefits of the Holosun. I certainly see some, some pros. There's no doubt about it's it. It's the American made thing that, that it's a tough, it's a tough nut to swallow. You know, the, yeah, the Holosun's it, it, not. It's the whole <laughs> thing. The gun is made here in America. It's made by one gunsmith. You know, it's the yep. whole thing. Yep. And I'm just really... You know, I'm I'm curious okay. to hear what Tony has. Yeah, to say. what do you think, Tony? One, what 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 Nighthawk custom? Because we've went all out of which one. Uh, I, I guess I can announce it. I mean, I, oh. I, I, I haven't. I've only let on that I bought a Nighthawk 45. I didn't let on what model, but why not, Tony? I like you, so I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I I bought a Thunder Ranch. You bought the Thunder Ranch. That's yeah. what I was thinking as I'm scrolling through. I was like, I wonder what he got. Yeah, and. It, Go ahead. It was, you know, obviously uh, the lower price point for a Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you bought the bargain basement. Man. I bought the bargain basement. One. But <laughs> the reason something. why, the reason why I did it was because I want to run it. I want to compete with it, and I want to, mm-hmm. you know, run it in USPSA. And I just kind of couldn't bring myself to run in a VIP <laughs> in, yeah. in USPSA. You know. Okay, got you. Um, as far as oh wow, they have to do the cut. It didn't come with the cut, so it, it had to go back. It's an back. option. You could, I if I had ordered that Thunder Ranch, you know, from, from the get, uh, I could have gotten the iOS right away. Mm-hmm. Um, our local um, FFL, uh, a friend of the show, happened to have one in. Yeah, uh, he was. We were together at the time when he got the call, and he got the call from Nighthawk and said, "Hey, we got this forty-five Thunder Ranch. You want it?" Sent him pictures. He sent it to me. We were actually hunting pheasant together. He showed me the pictures, and I was like, I want it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, like. yeah. Um, yeah, so I got you. Um, as far as optics now, so I was at my friend's house uh, last week, and he has uh, uh, the Trigicon on his, his pistol uh, because he was a former Jersey resident, moved to PA, and he just got his uh, <laughs> his first suppressor. And hooked up his, you know, his Glock would made it to a rolling special red dot whole thing. So we're looking at it and I'm like, yo, dude, this is really blue. And the window's really small compared to <laughs> uh, a Romeo or a uh, Holosun. So, okay. Do I buy just for a Nighthawk? Yeah, I, I'd probably do the exact same thing. Thank maybe. you. That means a lot. That, it means a lot. Do you agree with me, Tony? I think your rationale smart. It's, it's it's the whole thing, and I I totally get it. Which, but if you're gonna run it, you may end up changing your mind. Yeah, true. Because you're running in competition, like for the whole. Well, look, you, you might want to go cool. with the what is it the RSO? That's the other yep, RSO. Holosun, and like that's that's really a competition. So that's a whole nother topic, right? But that's if you're looking just for competition, the RSO has a bigger window window you know, it's just not as rigid it's not as rugged 
But and that's you, Trigicon, right? That is Trigicon, yeah. Yeah. But, but that might that would be a better if you're just running for competition. Um, if you're planning on carrying on the street, I would advise against not, the I mean, so. As of tomorrow in New York, you can't do that. So <laughs> yeah, you can't carry anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Trigicon SRO is, is is bigger glass. Now, of course, when Aaron Cohen was you know doing his drop from the shoulder test on concrete. Uh, they didn't last, but no, that's why I said I wouldn't drop, do it on the street, you know. Yeah, but if you ever drop your Nighthawk from shoulder level, you'd be crying anyway, curled you, up in a ball. You know what I like about the Holosun? I like, <laughs> yeah, I like thumbing my nose. I'm a big fan of thumbing my nose at the elites. I'm, I'm yep. very, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Like, fuck, fuck you and your bougie bullshit. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna buy a bougie gun and then I'm gonna put a freaking cheap ass Holosun on it. <laughs> I right, look. Okay, I get it because you put the American made optic on the American made high end gun, yeah. but then if you buy a Springfield Armory, you put on you put on the hollows. <laughs> <laughs> actually, do the Springfield actually make theirs or they get them from uh I think Springfield may get some of their guns from uh, Rock Island. Oh, do they? Oh, really? Really? Okay. I, I think so. I've heard like maybe not everything, but some of them. Rock Island does a lot of uh manufacturing for a lot of these places with 1911s yeah i'll, I'll tell you what a lot of big a lot of big names in the you know the youtube industry the you know the influencers a lot of them are going to hollis and whether whether they're being paid i don't know but a lot of people are going that route so i mean well you know. my friend's a hollison dealer and he hooked me up with hollisons for the diversity shoots on rifles okay and they hold up uh, I've beat the snot out of them as in just regular stuff, you know, tossing the bags around with them in it. Sometimes the things sliding off and hitting the floor. Um, they hold up. Yeah, they work. I, I think either way, I mean, Keith, I, I respect your decision. I kind of knew you were going to RMR, RMR but uh, I, I think either way, you, you can't go wrong. And I bet you in your you know, lifetime as a gun owner, you're probably going to have both. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. so for sure. I, 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 uh, we, I'm already as committed as you are, Mike, with red dots. I yeah. mean, it makes us way better shooters. Way we better. say it all the time. What's the turnaround time? Get uh, it back. So I was supposed to have already had it back. I guess they had some problems with their CNC machine and, and some issues there. So it got a little delayed, but believe it or not, in this crazy state of New York, I got it added to my permit, Tony, in like two and a half weeks. And the only reason why I sent it back for the iOS system upgrade was because I thought it was going to take so long to get added to my permit, which it normally takes like five to six weeks. But I bought this gun in April, end of April. So it's, it's, uh, I'm going on like four months waiting on it. And, uh, I, I mean, the, it's all good. Like they've been good communication throughout the whole thing. I sent it back. I want it done right. I don't want it rushed. You know what I mean? So, I'm not upset. It's just, it's making me more anxious to get it. You know, like I've been squirreling away ammo because I know I'm going to go through a thousand rounds in like two days. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> a 45? Yeah. You reload? No, you don't reload, not, right? Not, not, not pistol, pistol. Not pistol. Yeah. But I, I, I actually am starting to look at it, Tony, because of this reason. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. ready. I've, I've been reloading shotgun now for a couple of years. I'm feeling really confident with it. I don't have a lot of breakdowns when I go through a, uh, uh, a run. I'm ready to move on to pistol and rifle. I'm yeah. ready. Thanks. Why not? So, um, my, my question is, because uh, I'm about to have the same issue. I got a CZP-07 mm. coming. You know what I mean? I have to get it out of Jersey jail <laughs> uh, with my pistol purchase permit, but I already own it. My FFL is holding it. Yep. I'm definitely going to go into the red dot with that, and that's going to be my carry gun. 
Okay. And I'm trying to figure out same thing. I'm like, what do you go with? Uh, do you go with that big square? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Argo? What's the aim point? Uh, Ar- Arco? Ar- Arco, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Let me look it up. I don't know the exact Yeah, and Hollow Sun makes one like that, too. The enclosed, totally emitter, enclosed. The enclosed emitter? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was now, looking at the same thing. It's blocky and it's big, but so am I. <laughs> so, so it's like being able to carry it without, I mean, I carried a 1911. I got to imagine field. everybody on Planet Lovetron carries them. I'm just saying, Planet yeah. Lovetron is a polite society because it's an armed society. <laughs> 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 All right, well, listen, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Uh, it's been a blast. I mean, it's always good to catch up with you, Tony. I'm sure you'll be back on chopping it up many, many times into yeah. the future. That time flew by. It really did. And uh, to all of our listeners, I want to thank everybody for popping on and listening to our brand new show. I hope you liked it. If you have any comments, DM us on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. And as always, make sure you are armed and safe. Take care, everybody.